Yay. Episode two. I'm so excited. Um, I'm really happy to be here with a really cool young lady who's doing her thesis at the Mount. Um, her name is Jacqueline. And the universe was really spooky because <laughs> I ended up just having this random women's studies class and she was doing a presentation um, and I saw at the bottom of her presentation it said was it bedroom culture yeah yeah it said bedroom culture and I was like that's a mood <laughs> that I can get down with and all of her like her presentation everything circulated around women in film so I guess I can kind of segue into what we're going to talk about and obviously a big part of this project is everything I'm really passionate about and everything to do with music, media, film, all that stuff. So it just kind of all connected when she was there. <laughs> um, so just tell me, yeah, tell me about your thesis and tell me about kind of being a student here at the Mel and what you're doing. Give me the lowdown. I want to know. Yeah. So I'm a women's studies major here at the Mount. Um, been here. It's my third year now. Um, and I've done a lot of stuff, more kind of like directed studies and like kind of curating my own classes while here instead of taking the classes that are made yeah yeah which was really cool when you explained that to the class too yeah. you were like you don't actually have to do a program <laughs> you can make your own yeah, program because like there's a lot of like very general courses that I was interested in but it didn't actually go into the specifics that I wanted to get out of my time at university and I've been a student for a long time like I was at school for two years took two years off and now I'm back again so I knew that if I was going to do this and like do this right, I wanted it to meet my expectations and I wanted to get everything that I could out of it. Focus on film and mm -hmm. mostly women's representation in film, either on screen or behind the screen. So that's kind of where my focus came with directed studies. Mm -hmm. I did two directed studies that focused on um, women in film production and then one in women in sci-fi film. So. Yeah, I've done a lot of stuff focused <laughs> on film here. And then my thesis I'm doing right now, um, she'll be done soon, Yay. hopefully. <laughs> and it is a she. Yes. <laughs> so it's focusing under um, girlhood studies. and That was another term that I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Girl yeah, girlhood, right? Yeah. Well, like, it was kind of interesting because when I realized I wanted to do my honors, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just knew it would have to do with women in film. That mm -hmm. was like my two like ideas and something would come from that. So really the idea of focusing in girlhood studies came from my supervisor. Like when I went to my supervisor, who's uh, Marnina Gonick, her field of study is girlhood studies. So I kind of realized that by approaching her, that would be my focus. Mm -hmm. I hadn't done a lot of work within girlhood studies before. So this kind of this past semester was really learning about all the theorists and kind of what girlhood studies is in itself, which was really interesting. I really enjoyed that. Um, and then from there, kind of figuring out how I was going to make a thesis out of it. So like finding bedroom culture was completely just like out of the blue like it was in a chapter of one of the books that I was reading um, is it the book that you told me to read yeah I'm yeah. pretty sure it was um in girls by Catherine uh, Dris Driscoll that's the one that I have that I've been looking yes. at and yeah so that one is like broken up into three kind of categories where it's like adolescence mm -hmm. youth um like different like things like that so it takes focus on like very very different things like girlhood like in medieval times yeah. into like menstruation and then into like film and music and stuff like that so it like yeah. covers so many topics in it um so yeah I came across this theory um by Angela McRobbie called bedroom culture which pretty much like talks about the idea that it was like coined in like the 70s but it was touching upon like girlhood mm -hmm. like before that time and at this time how 
girls weren't able to like fluctuate between the public and private sphere they didn't have the opportunities to like explore like life itself or even themselves outside of the home they were kind of in their own world within the private sphere so that's where they would learn about themselves express themselves um sometimes like through fantasy sometimes more through like what they'd put on the walls or what they would listen to or create within their rooms but then it also goes into the more negative side of like the isolation of being mm. stuck to the private sphere um and not having like communications uh, with other people because they weren't able to yeah um so this is like an older theory but i still felt that it was like made sense for today like even though like girls are able to go between public and private sphere more than they had in the past these still themes are things that girls internalize Mm -hmm. um and i thought it'd be interesting to do like a survey of different films and see how it both is literal and not like more figurative like bedroom culture so how do we see the girls express themselves in their room um figure out their self-identity but also how do we see them isolated within their rooms and then look at it as their bodies or themselves as their own bedroom culture so how are they trapped within themselves or isolated or how are they learning to express themselves within like girlhood and youth and stuff like that yeah so that's kind of like the the, gist yeah the elevator pitch of what I'm doing it's probably the most interesting thesis I've ever heard of because (laughs) most of my friends that have graduated and they're all done school I'm just like old and in school forever um I mean obviously it coincides with your program and what you're interested in and I'm obviously biased because I'm more interested in like what you're doing but I just think it's really inspiring and motivating to people who maybe feel like they go to school and they can't really carve out what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I don't even think the Mount, like, does the Mount even offer, like, a film? No. So, like, they they used to... So when I started at the Mount, I was doing cultural studies. Yeah. And they have a few film classes. They do, because I've taken one. Yeah. yeah. So they have, like, the the few film classes there. But they used to have on their website... Um, that we would go back and, like, the Mount could also take film classes at NASCAD. What? Yeah, so when I was, okay, like... Okay, wait, I didn't know that. Well, you can't. Okay. But, like, okay. So when I came back, I was, like, dope. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do cultural studies, go between here and NASCAD, and do these film courses. Because oh I've God. had some friends at NASCAD who've done those classes. Yeah. So I'm, like, that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. So then... When I was in my first year, I completely just did all the things that you had to do, like the core things to graduate. So when I was making up my uh, class schedule for the second year, I went in or like I talked to someone being like, hey, so how do I set this up? They're like, oh, that isn't offered anymore. I'm like, well, then why is it on the website? Yeah. Thanks, MSVU. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. So I like wanted to do more like things dedicated to film. Right. But wasn't there so directed studies yeah that's really cool and like I think that's something that a lot of students like don't know that they can do and like even like we were talking about earlier like I I look back now and I feel like I would have benefited and like enjoyed so much more doing a program like you're doing or Mm -hmm. like something more that caters to like what I'm actually fucking interested in and that I would like work in you know what I mean and yeah totally it's 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 just really really cool and um going back to about your thesis Mm -hmm. um obviously you know the love of films and just women in films and kind of talking about girlhood and bedroom culture which I'm just like not over (laughs) the term bedroom culture I just think it's so cool and like it makes me think about like this generation's like tumblr totally because like you're just I you know I just feel like there's so many like young girls like in their rooms on tumblr and Mm -hmm. like just like living out a like fantasy life and like I'm 27 and I still go on Tumblr. So I think maybe that's why I'm so obsessed with it. Um, But from that, I'm just wanting to know from you, like, 
where did kind of your interest of films come from and was it always kind of a thing like as a younger person or maybe when you got into your teens like Mm kind of just where that stems from yeah I was like a very hyperactive child so like I was very like I just loved to perform as a kid Mm -hmm. so my I would go and spend every weekend at my grandma's house so I'd like have a sleepover there every weekend and ever since like I wrote a paper on this and I actually (laughs) looked at it the other day to get the age right but I like text my dad when I was writing this paper being like how old was I when I watched Greece for the first time oh my god Greece (laughs) he was like at least four maybe younger and I'm like okay dope so every single weekend when I went to my grandma's house such like the age of four, let's just yeah. say that was the year, I watched Grease. Okay, wait, how old are you again? <laughs> 24. So, like, 20. That's insane because Grease is, like, the first movie that I remember basically watching right? and being like, oh, my God, like, this is so fun, like, a musical movie. And oh. my first crush ever was um, John Travolta. Yeah. So that's crazy. But anyways, keep going. Yeah, so, like, I watched that movie so much as a kid and um, – my grandma is a very like over the top lady mm-hmm. so she had like her second closet in the basement <gasps> so I would always put on her like bedazzled like jackets oh. and, like wear her high heels and just like watch Grease that's, by myself in the that's basement. That's really cute. So like I had a connection to this like from a young age yeah. and then my parents put me into theater because they saw how much I loved mm-hmm. to like dance around and sing and everything. So I think, like, those two things kind of, like, correlated with each other, and from there, I just always liked movies. Um, We had, like, a family tradition as I got older. Um, Right down the street from where I lived, there was a Pizza Hut, and then across the parking lot, there was a Blockbuster. Amazing. So every (laughs) Friday night, we'd go to Pizza Hut and then walk across the parking lot and go to Blockbuster. And, like, as we got older, and, like, I have an older brother, and he's, like, too cool for everything, so... (laughs) When he started kind of like stop going or it wasn't as often we'd do like the Pizza Hut blockbuster night, my dad and I would always go to Blockbuster. So it was like our tradition. And as I got older, he would let me get more movies. So I like spent my life at Blockbuster pretty much. And like as I got older and he'd be like, all right, you can take two movies home this weekend. Or like, okay, if you want, you can do three. Like it like I very much like curated my weekends around like kind of different genres of film and like what I wanted to like explore this week and stuff like that and like actually putting I didn't think about this before kind of putting together Mm -hmm. my thesis and this I watched most of these movies in my room as well I um I didn't have like a tv or anything I had a portable dvd player that's like the tiniest screen ever like not even half the screen of a laptop so I watched a lot of like very quote unquote important films on like these tiny little like uh, uh, portable DVD players in my room. So I definitely remember those. My sister okay. had one. So yeah, like I think it all started with Greece, but like from there it just kind of has always been like a staple in my life. Yeah, that's so cute because like even mentioning Blockbuster, which like RIP. I know. That's what I was gonna say. I know, and like that's kind of like I really relate to that like I like honestly because when I was younger that was a big tradition in our family was um on New Year's Mm -hmm. every year we would go there was like a deal you could get like 10 movies for 10 dollars or something okay maybe it was more than that because that sounds really cheap but we would just do New Year's Eve like all of us hanging out down in the base room like the tv room Mm -hmm. and just like watching movies and it was such a big part of my family growing up too and like even though my parents separated when I was young like that was a big thing I remember that we all really had in common and kind of it was like a really nice like feeling and a nice time like so I really relate to that too and just like being a kid like I was also really into theater and like dance and stuff too and like being a kid who's not just like wanting to like go out and play spotlight or like go and like not that I wasn't active at all but like I really was the same just like oh my god like can I please rent a movie like it got so bad that our local movie store or like rental place like my mom would come in and they'd like see us coming and they'd be like okay we know what movies you want like (laughs) and then eventually my mom just ended up 
there was movies that like they sold us. They were like, you rent this every week. <laughs> Just own it at this point. <laughs> yeah, there was one. Um, there was now and then. Um. And there was at least, like, two other ones yeah. that they were, like, just take them. Like, you literally... <laughs> we're going under, like, yeah, we don't need it. Yeah, it's so... That's so funny. But, yeah, it's such a, like... It's a weird thing to look back in your childhood and be like, wow, I really am, like, this way for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, like, love what I love. And do you have any films, like, say, besides Grease that really stick out in your mind, like, from... A young age or like even like a young adult that you're just like yes those were really important yeah like a lot of the movies that I can think of really like from that I watched at a younger age they stick out to me because I actually had like the physical copy of them and I was yeah. able to watch the behind the scenes and like learn about things or like see it like list like watch um what's it called when the commentary of it like over yeah. the film so, like, a lot of these movies that are important to me might not even be because of, like, what they represent or, like, the Or the message, yeah. yeah. It's mostly, like, I know so much about this movie because I watched, like, the behind the scenes with the director so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that's, like, really sad that's been lost now with, like, Netflix It is sad, yeah, like like, yeah. I think it'd be really, like... I think it's important that, like, online streaming sites have those behind the scenes now because, like, that was, like, especially if you don't have someone to talk about movies with at a young age and you don't know how to kind of, like, figure out what all this means and, like, what camera angles are or, like, why this over this. Like, that's, like, the behind the scenes is, like, your best friend. And that's how I learned, like, about movies. Yeah. Um, But the first one that comes to mind that's, like, still, if anyone asks me my favorite movie of all time, it's the one I always go to. Um, is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh my goodness. I only watched that like maybe two years ago. Oh, it's coming back to theaters next week. Oh, Yeah, I don't know okay. when this is going up, but yeah. early February, back at Park Lane for a minute. Oh my God, I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah. it's... I've, I've, never, I've never seen it in theaters either, yeah, so I'm like I very either. excited to see it. And also, Jim Carrey's fucking amazing. I don't care what it's, anyone says. Like, he... Yeah, that movie, everything about that movie, yeah. like, it breaks my heart and makes me so happy. Um, John Bryan does the uh, soundtrack for it, and it's the most beautiful music ever. Like, mm-hmm. I can just, like, pull it up on YouTube. Like, there's one called, like, Elephant Parade that, like, <laughs> I was listen to. It's, like, 45 seconds, and I'm just like, oh, my You're like, God. this beats so much. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, like, there. it's so beautiful. Um but yeah, I watched that movie and I watched like the behind the scenes so many times that like I think I could probably like answer any question yeah. about it at this point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's I like, have movies like that too. Yeah, what are yours? I feel like oh, now that I'm on the spot. Well, <laughs> probably now and then. Okay. Um I swear that movie in a way like at such a young age, I think I knew that I was like I it was kind of like identifying with my sexuality but not knowing what it was right. at that age because I don't know if you've seen it. No, I don't think I have. You would really like it. Um so it's basically like a group of young girls and they mm. live in a like butt fuck small town somewhere <laughs> and they basically in the summers have nothing to do so mm. they like go on these adventures and they like ride around on their bikes the soundtrack's amazing because it's all like it's based in the 70s so it's all like 70s music um and the main character the one actress you would probably know is christina ricci yes that was like one of her first things and then she did like casper and stuff true um so she was like the hottie like tomboy and i was like why am I so obsessed with her? <laughs> Wait, do I really like the boy that she likes or am I just jealous? It was just like that. So there's that movie. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another one that like I knew, I think I would know like a lot. There's definitely My other, like, like a ton. Yeah. Could be like lame example, but I'm still proud of it is the Lord of the Rings. Oh my God. That trilogy means more to me than like... <laughs> Like, certain family members. Yeah, you're like, um, excuse me, this is really important. <laughs> like, it's like, it's a weird thing that has followed me throughout my entire life. So, I remember watching all three of them in theaters with my family. Mm-hmm. So, that was always, like, a big, like, family event where the four of us would go to the movies together and see yeah. it. And, like, 
I wasn't a huge kind of like fantasy or like, I, yeah, you'd call that movie like a fantasy movie. Yeah. But I didn't really care about that, but something about the story just like blew my mind. I mm-hmm. loved it. And like it made me fall in love with New Zealand, which is like half the reason why I like moved to New Zealand. For That's years. amazing. So, like, yeah. I'm going to Hobbiton. No one can stop me. <laughs> You're like, see him, maybe never. <laughs> oh, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I got the box set. I got all three, still have them. And do you I, still keep DVDs and stuff? Yeah. Okay. I still good. DVDs. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's definitely something I want to continue doing. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Like side note, I got a new laptop like a few years ago. Doesn't and, have a disc drive. Nope. Didn't even think about that because like I had, I had like an Acer, like a PC for so long. Yeah. I didn't realize that MacBooks, like you had to get like Stupid. a. Stupid. I yeah. don't understand. Well, it's another reason that they were like, you need to spend more money now. So. Exactly. <laughs> so like when I found that out, I was just like, well, shit. So I just got a portable DVD like thing to plug into my computer. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah you so need that. I still am able to watch DVDs, but it's a pain in the ass. Um, but yeah, I got like the box set that was like six DVDs per box set. Yeah. So I have so much knowledge on the Lord of the Rings. And then like it continued into university where like all of my friends I met in first year just liked the movies too. And we used to play, um, Fellowship Friday in first year where it was like our pre-game. Oh my God. This is so, uh, this is hilarious to say out loud. Yeah, we used to watch the Fellowship of the Ring and just get like fucking hammered and be like, all right. Time to go out. Like, That's amazing. We watched like 40 minutes Lord of the Rings. Like we, it was like a drinking game that you can find online where it's yeah. like anytime Legolas like looks out into the distance, yeah. like, you like take a shot or something. Oh, that's pretty. That's I like one of my best friends. She's like freaking obsessed with Lord of the Rings. So it's hard not to she be. She <laughs> would be down with that game. Um, I like the fact too, like, yeah, like just the whole subject of tangible like DVDs and mm-hmm. I'm like, because I always go to Valley Village now and I buy DVDs because yeah. I move so much that I end up having to like part ways with them and whatever. But right. I went to Value recently and got the OC first season. Oh my God. They always have o- the OC. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to pick it up one day because like I, I send movie recommendations to Netflix like every other day. Do you really do that? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, there's like a thing that you could do where That's it's like amazing. suggest three titles. So like, and usually it's like the same title over and over again. I'm just like, I want this movie really bad, so yeah. like I'm just gonna keep on doing it. And the OC has been one of them for a while. That I'm just like, yeah. come on, like how are you not giving this to us yet? But the OC is like, it's kind of like for me that show came in at the right time. It was like my sister's generation's Dawson's Creek. Yeah. So like. That show for me is such, like, a comfort show. Totally. And I don't think I could ever live without it. Like, I, it may, it basically has, like, any time I've been, like, depressed or, like, gone through a breakup or, like, and it's, it's, like, better than any substance. Like, it's just, like, let I me put totally this on. Agree. Yeah. I just remember much music, 4 p.m., like, every day of the week. That's so Like, funny. my brother and I would come home from school and, like... We would just, like, watch it. I remember, like, spoiler alert, if yeah. you haven't seen the OC, like, the episode when Marissa dies, like, ah! my, my, my mom, brother, and I were watching it. My mom and I were crying. Like, my mom doesn't watch TV either. Like, yeah. she's not, like, someone who cares about TV or movies. Like, anytime we see something, she's asleep within, like, a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But, like, we're all just sitting there just like, oh, what's happening? It was, like, a devastating time. And yeah, then honestly. Marissa Cooper died, and then so did her the actress in real life's career. Like, she didn't <laughs> do anything else after. Yeah. But, like, actually, side note, though, she just released, like, an interview with Amanda Knox. What? Yeah, Amanda Knox has this little mini series out right now where she interviews women who it's actually amazing. She interviews women who are like, obviously most of them are like semi-famous. Yeah. Um, they, they're all like victims of some sort of abuse. Right. And, um, what's her real name in real life? Uh, oh, shit. the actress's I know. name. I can't think of it right now. She's also like pretty iconic. I feel like I should know her name, but anyways, she, was a she was a victim of revenge porn so they interview her yeah and it's actually amazing anyways check it out it's all like free on youtube you can watch them but that is such a wild pairing of people yeah and she does every she interviews different women in every episode and they're like 15 minutes long or something cool yeah it is really cool and like 
just the fact that it's her interviewing yeah. people. I'm like, uh, but, like, this is also pretty cool, I guess. But anyways, yeah. Um, so aside from all that really cool stuff, <laughs> I could talk about the OC forever. Um, yeah, honestly. I was wondering because i feel like this is like a huge thing in just like news and media anyways it's such a crazy i mean it's important that it is happening right now and like it is more like dominant in actual news but what like what do you think in your opinion the last couple years like films that stick out to you that are female dominated stuff that's important um I remember we had a conversation when we first chatted and you were sort of telling me, I think you were telling me about an article or maybe I was telling you, I can't remember, <laughs> but it was about how there was so many like of these great films that were like female yeah. directed or whatever and they weren't nominated for anything. Yeah. The like, article... let's talk about that. How like stupid that is. <laughs> yeah. the, the And how it's still um, happening. Is called like seven female directors that made their best movies this year but aren't getting any award recognition like it's something like that yeah you did and it's on IndieWire so it's like pretty easy like if you write seven females director IndieWire you'll find the article yeah but yeah this was before the Oscar nominations came out like we'd already had a bunch of other shows and other like um of the nominations released but just from the nominations that had come out it was saying like they're not getting any love here like there's kind of a formula of how these things work yeah so if they haven't gotten nominated yet unless something just completely comes like out of like left field or right field I don't know yeah (laughs) I don't know what it is somewhere yeah they're not gonna get any recognition so yeah like it's a horrible thing yeah any type of like diversity really still struggles like if you like think of the Oscars a few years ago there was the hashtag Oscars so white. Yeah. And there was the huge uproar after being like, we need diversity in film. We need more like uh, actors of color or like we need this, this and this. Mm-hmm. And there's the big talk around a- award season. And then it's just, Ooh, back yeah, to yeah, the you're right. Stuff. That's a good point. And yeah. that's the thing that's happening right now. There's a huge um, push since there was no um, female directors nominated for the Oscars again. Um which we shouldn't overlook, though. There is other categories where women and women of color got nominated at the Oscars this year. Which like is in, cool, yeah. Um, like, cinematography <clears throat> and um, short films, which is amazing. Like, that is, like, a great accomplishment. But the thing is, people don't look at those categories. Like, when yeah. you look at the Oscars, it's, like, the best actors, best directors. That's what the yeah. broader public who aren't maybe film, like, buffs or whatever they want to call themselves are really interested in looking at. Yeah. So right now there's like a push, it's called like the 4% challenge. So it came out, it's um, in partners with Time's Up. And they're saying that in the next 18 months, we want to, um, it, like we want people to sign on and say that they will work with a female director. Mm. Because in the last, I think it was from 2007 until 2017, so like 10 year span, um, 4% of the top 1,200 films were female directors. Oh, so that's 4% of yeah. 1,200 films. Like, that's yeah. nothing. So yeah. that's where the 4% comes from from there. So people are pledging um, to work with more female directors. And a lot of, like, big names have already, like, stepped up and, like, taken on that pledge, which is great. Mm-hmm. But then again, it goes back to the whole Oscar so white thing where we need to see this actually happening before we could actually praise these movements because the word's out, people are angry, people are talking, but without action, nothing's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there has been like a lot of like, people seem real like pissed that yeah. these movies were overlooked. Like the one that really like fucked me up was Leave No Trace, didn't get anything anywhere. And like, it was a female director, um, Deborah Granick, um, and it's a young girl who I wrote down her name because I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, Thomason McKenzie. Yeah. This girl is insane. Like, yeah, I think you were telling me this too. Yeah. I. It's very upsetting because um, Deborah's like other movie that she did was Winter's Bone, 
which got, um, like, Jennifer Lawrence's career going. And, like, this girl needs to be, like, at the same level as Jennifer Lawrence. Like, she is one of the greatest actresses I have, like, ever seen. Like, the power she held on screen destroyed me. Like, I, yeah, the movie, everything about it, like, cinematography, the writing, it was just phenomenal from start to finish. And nothing. Like, I'm pretty sure if you go on to Rotten Tomatoes, like, the last time I checked... It was still at 99%. And, like, <laughs> these websites really don't mean anything, just as, like, the Oscars don't yeah, really mean anything. Yeah, exactly, but, but still. for the broader public, It does matter, like, yeah. If I'm someone who only goes to the movies once a month, I'm going to look at, like, IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes because I don't want to, like, take a chance and see something shitty, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, like, there's a lot of stuff right now. Like, um... You Were Never Really Here, uh, Lynn Ramsey's mm-hmm. newest film from last year, was, like, one of the most, like, deeply upsetting movies I've ever seen. And, again, like, nothing. Like, there was no, like, real talk about how phenomenal, like, Joaquin Phoenix was in it. Yeah. Like, he obviously, he wouldn't give a shit about it, though. Like, he doesn't care about awards. But, yeah. like, you don't see female directors getting praise for these, like, dark movies because you only look at female directors directing a certain type of movie that's also like a problem within itself yeah Yeah, it's such a weird construct and like even more going against like women in that in like the film industry yeah like it's like well if i do want to get recognized i'll just have to do this mm -hmm. which is shitty into certain genres where you feel like women directors like make the most sense like in the romantic comedies and stuff like that not to say that women can't make great romantic comedies, but they can also make, like, really fucked up movies, too, that yeah. are amazing. Like, yeah. we need to be talking about those ones as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Do you feel, is there any other films, um, maybe, like, not that are even just from this past year or so, but, like, anything else that really sticks out to you that is a movie that's very female-dominated that you feel is something like someone should watch like if you're like this is something that if you're just getting into film or like you want to watch more female like curated like is there anything else that sticks out or do you kind of just think that there's so many that you're like I don't know what to choose (laughs) (laughs) there is there is a lot but like the first ones that have come to mind from like the past few years that had like a really lasting um impression on me uh, there is Annihilation uh, that came out last year. That with, was amazing. Um, Alex Garland was the director of that. And it, like, was one of those movies. If you have a TV or a projector or something, it deserves a bigger screen. I than watched a it on a projector. Yeah, yeah. It's like you need to watch it on a big screen. And, like, it is a very, like, interesting and weird movie. Like it messed me up for like a few days. Totally. Yeah. The, there's a scene with this like creature in a house. Like that's all I'll really say about it. That was the scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that on was film. I remember yeah. what you're talking about. Oh I God. literally like I was sitting there, I was losing my mind. I was like yeah. terrified. And like something I really appreciated about that film was the different experiences of these women that yeah. were being brought in, mm-hmm. but not shoved in your face yeah and that was the thing that I liked about leave no trace as well is that the father in this movie he's struggling with something but it's never like that scene where you kind of like cheat to the camera to tell the audience like yeah back in Iraq this guy like really got it or something like that yeah you just know he has like PTSD from the war that's all we know like yeah there's little things that happen or like you see him walk into certain buildings so the audience is able to put these things together to understand who he is yeah I like movies where like the writers and directors trust the audience enough to get there themselves instead of just like telling us like this person is struggling this way because of this it's like no let me get there I'll figure it out yeah with Annihilation part of the reason why these women come together um is because they all have something not wrong with them but something in their life that makes them capable of pretty much going on a suicide mission yeah they know if they're going into this place they're probably not going to come out it's intense yeah like the one that I really appreciated from that one is um, Tessa Thompson's character. Oh my god, like, I love her. She just, like, 
you know that she's been through it. There's something that like she's very to herself and you see on her body that she had self-harmed and it's like it's chilling. Never a point though of like whenever that's in a movie, it's always like this big scene yeah. of just like revealing it and all this stuff. That's like all like the thing that I think of is like in thirteen, like at the very end of that yeah. when like yeah. which it like it fits with that scene, but that like is a very upsetting and like part of the movie that is difficult to take in. 13 is a very fucked up movie. Yeah. And for the time that it came out and yeah. everything, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And I watched that when I was like around that age. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That movie like fucked me. Yeah. <laughs> but in like it. the best way, I guess. Cause it's an amazing film. Yeah. But yeah. That was a female director as well. I know. Yeah. yeah. That was. And, the and, director of Twilight. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Nikki Reed, the character, yeah. it's based like kind of on her life. Isn't as that wild? And it's like they chose Nikki Reed to be the friend though. Because mm-hmm. they were like, we don't want you playing yourself. Yeah. I've, that movie. Yeah. It's like kind of genius. Yeah. It's amazing. But I know. Yeah. And I know what you mean. Like comparing how they kind of play out her character and then like the difference of it not being such a like big reveal yeah it wasn't like it was a part of her character but it wasn't her defining factor Mm -hmm. which is like something I appreciate be like it just the way they like re like wrote this character I think was very well done um and it's just like a wild movie yeah I really like Alex Garland he did a Ex Machina as well which is an amazing movie oh my god okay well he has like a thing then that's yeah yeah. okay cool um so yeah that's one that sticks out Arrival as well is like it's a Denny Villeneuve um Amy Adams was in it oh okay it's from like two or three years ago and it has I just like got shivers just thinking (laughs) (laughs) um it has one of the best like not even like twists but just kind of like again like you just are slowly getting there as like an audience member being like wait is this what's happening is this what we're doing and then all of a sudden it happens and you're just like this is what this meant this whole time yeah yeah I don't want to go too much into it because if you haven't seen it it's such a beautiful experience okay I want to watch it now (laughs) and it's like it's it's um like a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. It's about like aliens coming to Earth and stuff like that, which kind of makes like a lot of people be like, eh, like I'm not yeah, into it. Yeah, yeah. But that is not the story. Okay. At all. It's about communication. It's about family, and like, it like yeah, it really like fucked me up. Like I saw a meme the other day, which like it's never great <laughs> to try and vocalize memes, but it was like yeah. it made me like cry a little bit, but also laugh. Where it was just like. I'm starting to think Amy Adams is never going to win an Oscar for yeah. Arrival. I'm like, it's true. Like, <laughs> You're like, she, I'm, I'm scarred. <laughs> yeah, like, if she can't for that, like, what can she do? Have you seen her in um, Sharp Objects? No, but I've read the book. Yeah. So I know it, but I haven't seen the TV show yet. I have it on hold at the library, but I'm, like, 170th in line. So. Yeah, it's insane. I watched it over, was it Christmas? Yeah, I watched it with my sister, and, like, Honestly, the whole time we hung out over Christmas was mm-hmm. us just, like, getting high and watching Sharp Objects. We couldn't stop watching it. Yeah. And it was so well done. And, like, it was kind of, like, hilarious because me and her were, were, like, we were staying in her roommate's room at the time and my mom had her room. Okay. And we're, like, my mom's in her room, like, asleep. And me and my sister are in her roommate's room just, like, watching this. And it's, like... We're just, like, freaking out. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like we were, like, 10 again. Just, like, hanging out, and our mom was in the other room. Yeah. And we're like, this is nuts. Like, mom, like, I can't believe you're not watching. But it's twisted. But I was never, like, a huge Amy Adams person until I saw yeah. this. She is insane. And is that female-directed? No. But Denny it's Bella the knew. book is written by... Oh, the Sharp Objects. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I don't know about the director, but the book is written by um, Jillian Flynn, Flynn yeah. who did Who's Gone done, like, Girl. Amazing shit, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and she came on as a writer for this series. I'm pretty sure as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. That you gotta watch that it. book messed me up. Like it's a short book, like under 200 pages. The ending. And it took me like three months to read it. Like I would just like start reading it and get so uncomfortable and upset. I'm like, I need to put this down. Like I yeah can't do it. Well, I hadn't read the book and we just watched watched it because I just got a crave account because it has all the good shows. Yeah. Um, 
But, like, watching it and just not knowing anything and mm-hmm. then the ending, like... I'm pretty sure from what I've heard, the ending of the TV series is different from the book. It's a little bit different. Because okay. literally as soon as me and my sister finished, we were like, we have to Google everything. Yeah. And we like got on Google and like Googled all of it. And like it did say in a few articles, it was like, it is still similar, but yeah. they changed like a few minor things to like obviously make the show like better right. or whatever. But yeah, it's it's crazy. That show is like insane. But I feel like... The cool thing is you are starting to see more stuff like that now with women and, like, mm-hmm. things that are just taken, not even, like, taken more seriously, but, like, just darker things, which, like, maybe that's not what is important about it, but I just think it's, like... Well, yeah, like... You know what I mean? The representation of, like, what women are in is important as yeah. well. It's, like, if we think back to when we were younger watching movies or anything like that a lot of the times you would see women as like the girlfriend or like yeah the best friend you're not getting like their it's, stories at all really yeah it yeah. wasn't them at like the front and center telling this story it mm-hmm. was them as the sidekick or something like that yeah so it is important to like have them in different like genres as well like yeah. taking on different stories but that's just one of the like levels of like yeah. what's important of like what we need to be getting out of yeah exactly film and television. Will you watch the Oscars? So this that's is what's a next, very, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a really weird thing. So I used to love the Oscars. Yeah, even like last year, I watched it. Like Sufjan Stevens is one of my favorite like Ugh. artists. So like I was watching him sing "Mystery of Love," crying. Like yeah. I was so pumped. That film itself is yeah. so controversial Ugh. too. Like people like loved it, hated it, everything yeah. about it. It was like fucked. Yeah. I mean, I really liked it, but people always have a lot to say about yeah. anything. Yeah, um, but the soundtrack and just the aesthetic oh, yeah. of the film, I was like, that does it for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. Um, but it's not even like I think I watched the Oscars for a long time just as someone who liked to see people win things. Yeah. I just like every time someone wins, I would always like get teary eyed. Like I just get really moved by the acceptance speeches. I'm very happy yeah. that they won. <laughs> yeah. Um But I think it's actually like this year is the year that I kind of like put it into place for me where I'm like, this is fucked up. Like how many times have we been like do better and yeah like I haven't decided if I'm gonna watch it or not like I know even if I don't watch it I'm gonna watch the acceptance speeches on YouTube or something like that like when I'm on Instagram I'm gonna see like what goes down the highlights for sure but I don't have like the excitement in me that I used to have yeah I don't care about it anymore and I never really thought about like or like I never really believed that like this was the most important thing like it has power to it. Like, it definitely does. Yeah. But you have to stop and think power for what people. Yeah, exactly. Some people are going to win Oscars and then just, like, disappear again. Like, it's yeah. kind of like every few years you have a token person who gets the Oscar and right? then it, yeah. they disappear. That's so true. So they're not making actual change. They're just being like, okay, here you go. Yeah. And then retreating back to being, like, crusty so, old white men. That's fucked up. Yeah, so... I I want to see, like, and especially this year, like, when I'm seeing just, like, how, like, male-dominated, like, every other year. But, like, um, this, uh, like, study that I read, uh, it was the one that I spoke about in class. That's yeah. the UC, USC Annenberg um, Inclusion and Diversity Report. Right, yeah. Um, which, like, I would recommend anyone who has any interest in, like, film and media to, like, check out. Uh, it's like a very accessible accessible report about representation in film and like all different like facets of it. Mm-hmm. But one of the uh, women who wrote it, she like was quoted in the study that I read, like calling it out for being so male and pale. And yeah, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, it is like male what and the- pale. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm gonna watch it. I. I just don't care this year. I don't give a shit. I feel mm. like it's such garbage this year, too. Like, what's even nominated? 
that's also another thing. This like, is probably the most embarrassing years. It's for so Nostra. bad. I'm sorry. Like, I love Queen. Like, there was a part of my life where I really thought I was going to marry Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Even though he was, like, well dead by that point. Yeah. I was like... I just knew it, like, in my core. I'm just like, we're meant for each other. Yeah, you're like, you get me. <laughs> yeah. But Bohemian Rhapsody was, like, the worst movie I've ever seen. Okay, that is, like, that's the thing, too. Like, I was talking to my sister about this because we're both just, like, huge music people. Yeah. And, like, obviously movie people. So this meant something to us, yeah, this film. Same. I had such a hype. Yeah. The lead actor, he's great. And, like, mm-hmm. I loved him in, Miss was it Mr. Robot? Or yeah. I saw a bit of it, and he was amazing. But... Like, I'm like the only good thing about the movie was like kind of him, and then everything. And you just gotta listen to Queen, like yeah. Like, I'm having fun now, but like fuck, there's shit in between, like these songs. And so many of like the one-liners, everything was like super cheesy, and like oh, yeah. the shots of the crowds at the. Sh- I'm like, this is like too cheese yeah. for like what people I think wanted and like what it, the if you're gonna pay tribute to a band that like iconic and important like of course you want to have some of it be fun but like some of it should have been dealt with a lot better oh, yeah and they completely erased his queerness as well like, yeah like there it was just very like kind of like well we know that he is but yeah meh. the editing was horrible like <laughs> I it's just, like, it was so choppy and weird. It and was like, choppy. Yeah. Yeah, you're and right. And that scene where it's, like, supposed to be a montage of, like, going across, um, like, them traveling, like, Europe or something, where it's just, like, looks like it was made on, like, a Windows computer of, like, <laughs> the different, like, just, like, them standing there and, like, a lightning bolt across the screen and now they're over here. And, like, Ew. it was just, like, I'm watching this and, like... You're like, did how I much this money? Like, grade 10, like, <laughs> did, like, like, did I make class? this? What? Yeah. I, like, went in with, like, a grain of salt being like, haven't heard the best things, but, like, I'm a queen same, fan. Same, same, yeah. I think I'll enjoy it. And I was just so disappointed. Like, it was just so poorly done. Yeah. And it's another example of Hollywood giving movies to people who shouldn't have them the director brian singer has so many allegations against him Ew. of like different like misconduct with young boys oh my god no under the what rug. the fuck yeah like he has all this acclaim now and people are just like ignoring the fact that consistently people are coming out saying oh shit. that's so twisted i so, didn't even know that yeah, yeah it, that movie i just i don't I yeah, don't get it. And that kind of just as a representation of the whole thing is like, okay, this year's just kind of a joke. Like, yeah. I don't even want to watch it. Mm-hmm. I did see um, A Star is Born as well. Did mm-hmm. you see that? Oh, yeah. What? You, give me like a little thought about that. I'm a huge Lady Gaga fan. Okay. So. See, I'm not the biggest fan of hers. Okay. I recognize her insane talent though. Yeah. Like, I respect her, but I'm not like, I wouldn't like pay money to go see her or anything, but. True. Yeah. I I think it like the story itself is nothing special. Like, it's you've not seen the storyline a million times. You knew what was gonna happen to like Bradley Cooper's character kind of from the jump. Like nothing was surprising about it. And even like the music in the middle of it when like she's becoming a huge pop star, I was just like, eh. Yeah. But just like those like certain ballads when she just came out and just oh, like man. destroyed you. Like yeah. the last like ten minutes of that movie, I just started crying and like didn't stop. Um, like, definitely not my favorite film ever, but I yeah. enjoyed it. I went and saw that on my own. Um, I was like, I'm gonna take myself on a date and go see this. People need to lose the stigma that they can't see movies on their own. It's my favorite thing to yeah, do. My same. sister does it too. We, like, always, like, talk about it. We're like, yeah, I'm gonna go see a movie by myself. So yeah. excited. Um, but I went by myself. I went and saw it. And, like, th- I feel the same as you. Like, it wasn't anything, like revolutionary or like amazing by any means but like something about it really did like fuck me up and I like cried so much during the film and I really like Bradley Cooper Mm I like who knows he he's probably a douchebag in his own ways (laughs) I just don't know but I've always really liked him a lot um and 
him in that film just like ruined me I was like oh my god I love him and I just like want him to be okay and like I feel for him even though he's like a very problematic character but like it Mm -hmm. was just and then I kind of was just thinking about like well am I really loving the character because I know Bradley Cooper had like such a big influence on this film true in itself so I'm like sympathizing but like yeah I I liked it but it's the same thing it's like meh yeah (laughs) something else could have been way like more deserving of Mm -hmm. and it's like of course they're gonna just be like first time like here you go and Mm -hmm. there's like probably like female directors who've been like working their fucking asses off i don't know if he got nominated for best director though actually you're right because I read that and I was curious. Mm-hmm. I was like, is he going to get nominated now? for? But, I mean, the film itself got nominated. Oh, yeah. So it's like, meh. Mm-hmm. But and I like, guess... Lady Gaga, and I think he did as well for a Best yeah, Actor. they both did, for um, sure. And then Sam Elliott got Best Supporting. Okay, and like, who are you? Like, he... I, I feel like... <gasps> I was talking to my friend about this the other day, and she was like... He was maybe in the movie for, like, ten minutes. Like he... Okay, but that's the same shit when Anne Hathaway won for Les Mis. And I'm like, that girl was in it for two seconds. She sang a song and then... She's, like, like one of my least favorite actresses, but... Yeah. I will say, not a fan of Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Watch the film Colossal. Okay. It is so well done. Another Colossal. movie that on the surface looks like a sci-fi film, but it's about, like addiction self-hatred oh like shit rebuilding your life after you fucked up for so yeah. long but it's the silliest premise it's like whenever she stands in a certain spot um at a certain time of day um this monster appears Ew. in seoul south korea and oh like God. whatever she does so if she's like clapping her hands in one spot this monster in seoul that's fucked it is so good. Okay. It's her and Noted. Jason Sudeikis. Okay. And yeah. I really like her in <laughs> such a cheesy, like, shameful movie. Love and Other Drugs or something. Okay. With, I haven't um, seen it, but I know it. And Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, and, like, oh, I love that movie. But it's mainly, like, you just see them have sex a lot, and they're really hot. And I'm like, I like this film now. But it's actually... Like, the storyline is actually really sad, but I won't ruin it for everyone, because you gotta go watch it, obviously. It's, like, so not relevant anymore, but anyways. Um, But, I mean, I feel like we could talk about films and, like, TV for, like, ever. Yeah. Which is, like, this is something that I think is important to do, because I feel like people just assume a lot of these things in pop culture especially are like not important Mm -hmm. that they're just so surface level and so silly like we've been doing like you can kind of start talking about something and then it segues into something super important so that's I'm really glad we we got to talk about a lot of stuff so thank you for that yeah um my last question would be what do you kind of see yourself doing with film or, like, with what you're doing in school now? Do you feel like any of that is going to transfer over to your future? Would you want to be working in that industry? Yeah. I really want to work for, like, film festivals. Mm-hmm. I – most of it is I would lo- I would love to travel and go to a bunch of different, like, yeah. international film festivals. Mostly to, like, travel but also to work. Yeah. But, like, another whole, like, part that, like, we didn't even, like, really talk about is, like, film criticism as a whole is very male-dominated. That is super true. Um, And, like, when these movies are getting reviewed that are maybe, like, female-centric or, like, from, like, like a person of color's, like, point of view, like, mm-hmm. this white dude isn't going to be able to yeah. properly analyze it and give a thoughtful critique that maybe like a black woman could like she can speak to her experience more than like fucking jeff can or yeah like that. <laughs> i just thought of a prof that i had that same <laughs> as jeff but anyways keep going. him exactly yeah him um so like i something that i really liked about like school is i've pretty much done film criticism for a lot yeah, of my classes yeah. like my directed studies I was doing film analysis but like when it boils down to it I'm pretty much doing like a film criticism sort of thing yeah so 
I would like to maybe go into something like that. Like there has been a lot of initiative and the nice thing about like the whole like do it yourself culture and just like how prominent the internet is yeah is that there's so many different sites or even just like twitter pages or like tumblr accounts where people can do their own film criticism yeah film analysis and that's so important to be doing but if it's not on like pages like variety or like rotten tomatoes and shit like that yeah people aren't seeing it and people aren't getting these thoughtful responses. Yeah. Um, so I think I'd like to go into something like that. I like the idea of like film festivals too, because it's just so nice to have uh, groups of people come together. For sure. Who all have the same sort of excitement or like interest in these certain things. And like a lot of the time it's the first, like it's the premiere of the movie. You know nothing about it. Yeah. So like, just that excitement that goes around it and the excitement that would go into planning like, a film festival or being a part of it, I think mm-hmm. would be, like, super cool. That would be really cool, especially if you want to be, like, just involved in that community, mm-hmm. but not necessarily, like, I'm going to be, like, a director or, mm-hmm. like, an actress or, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of an alternative way to work yeah. and do... What are even, like, major film festivals in Canada? Like, this is such a dumb question. Like, I should know this, TIFF but... is, like, the number Yeah, one. that's, like, the one I think um, I know. We have one out here called Finn, which is, like, the Atlantic Film Festival. It would be called Finn. <laughs> it just got <laughs> rebranded. It used to be the Atlantic, like, A-I-F-F, um, but they just rebranded to Finn. Um, the one that people really know is Toronto, but, like, the cool yeah. thing is, is, like... There's so many subcultures to film festivals. Like, okay. There, if you like in Halifax alone, um, there's like the Jewish film festival or the oh, short film right. festival. Okay. Or like, um, yeah. So like, there's different like kind of subcultures That's within cool. it that aren't necessarily like the big films. Um, coming in so like that's nice that you can kind of have more like local films like within a festival and like in toronto like i've looked at a bunch of festivals there they have like horror movie festivals that's cool queer film festivals so i know that there's a big queer film festival that goes on in vancouver Mm -hmm. i i think it's just specifically for queer films because i remember like looking into it when i was living there and like that's just like amazing that even stuff like that is going on is there like a women's one like just yo i don't think not okay because that's the thing maybe you're gonna make that because like that's so important and like that's even crazy to me that we're like in a new year like what is it i didn't even think about that yeah wild we're in 2019 and like that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. maybe not there's different organizations that are like women like film uh, things like in halifax there's um oh fuck i can't think of it's like women in film or something like that. I can't think of what they're actually called, but there's different organizations that yeah. focus on women in film and they have events um, and like workshops and stuff like that, but they don't have like a full like week or like thing like that, like festival based, um, at least not that I know of. Well, that's... Just got my five-year plan. <laughs> yeah. I just created your future. God You're welcome. Bless. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, well, that's really exciting, and I feel like, obviously, you're going to make it happen. Um, you, like, I feel like you can just sense when you meet someone when, like, they're passionate and they're going to do anything they can to, like, do that, and I definitely sensed that when I met you, so. Thank you. Yeah, and, like, just what you're focusing on is really cool, and I don't think enough people... Maybe I'm just jaded, but, like, I just don't think (laughs) enough people, maybe my generation or ours like that, are doing things because they really, like, love it, you know? They're doing it because it's kind of just, like, what they think they should be doing. And people are just, like, so afraid to, like... Totally. Put the risk in and... Well, that's what it was for me, like, when I went to Dal for two years. Like, I knew I had to get a university degree and I was like I don't know what I'll do but I'll figure it out along the way and I kind of ignored the things that I'm like I know I like these things yeah what am I going to do with that let's focus on something more that is going to get me somewhere yeah so I think we're all kind of stuck in that but I think that's going to be something that we're growing out of I think so too yeah our parents and like especially our grandparents generation Work wasn't something you were supposed to enjoy. It was like, go do like, it and get money. You need to bring yeah. money home so we survive. Which, yeah. like, I think we all have realized, like, we're never going to make enough money to, like, fully survive. Yeah. So, like, 
we want to be doing if we're going to be working this much I want to be doing something I love yeah and like contributing to something that I do love and learning more and Mm -hmm. I um I think that's what really draws me to the different like kind of topics that I want to be discussing because there are a lot of a lot of those different fields are like passionate you know they're like creative and artistic and they're things that people just struggle doing because Mm -hmm. those things usually you don't get paid very well and no one's really wanting to take the chance to do it so I think it's really cool and that's a big reason that you're my first guest (laughs) (laughs) um I'm gonna end off with just like a few like silly questions okay um I definitely need to know what your favorite digital device is that you own. Mm. Um, like, think about, like, I literally, like, I, it's my life. Like, I can't. I wouldn't be able to live without it. Right. Um, I mean, the obvious answer is cell phone, but, like... Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of, like, something outside of, like, my laptop or my cell phone. Um... Maybe my GoPro. Ooh, okay. I, like, went through a phase. I, like, am totally out of it now. But, like, especially when I was, like, in New Zealand, I would take, like, small bits of, like, video every day. Especially I did a lot of hiking when I was there to just, like, kind of get different, like, put together. Yeah. Kind of an overlook of my entire year there. Different content. Um, Yeah. yeah. And it was just so much fun to, like, go swimming with it. (laughs) Yeah, because they're waterproof. Yeah. Yeah. They're really cool. That's a good answer. Um, I don't even know the answer to that question myself. (laughs) I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, what? Probably my Beats pill. Okay. Like, my big Beats speaker. That baby has come everywhere with me, and Mm -hmm. people, like, know about it. They're like, Mel, do you have your speaker? Like, DJ Peach? Like, yeah, (laughs) it's definitely, I feel like that would be mine if I were to think about it. Um, My next question is, what is your sign? Sagittarius. What? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this, so... Okay, I would not expect that you're a Saggy, and we were just having a conversation yesterday. Yeah, I think you talk about it in the your intro. Yeah, you, well, it was just Saggy season. Okay. Um, and also, like, I have a really close friend who's a Sagittarius. Okay. And she's, like, freaking amazing, but she's also just, like, scary. People... <laughs> But, like, scary in a good way. That's what I get as well. Every time someone meets me, they say, like, after, like, a few weeks, if we're hanging out, they're like, I thought you were a total bitch at first. That's the same thing she gets. Yeah. Okay. She's just, like, I think it's just a misconception because it's just, I think Saggies, for the most part, are just no bullshit. Okay. (laughs) Like, there's just no, like, fluffiness. It's just, like, yeah, this is me right now. Like, take it or leave it. Yeah. Which, like, I really respect that. Um... But yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that you were a Saggy, but that's cool. I like that. Yeah, um, I've, I've never, like, gone into, like... You need to look up your birth chart. Okay. It'll, like, really change your life. Okay. <laughs> um, You can literally just Google, like, birth chart, and one of the first websites that comes up, I think it's, like, Cafe Astrology or whatever. Anyways, it's super simple. You just need to know when you were born, okay. the time, and where you were born. Okay. Like, the hospital? Like, no, like, what city? Like, oh. where are you from? You're like, um, I don't know what hospital I was in. Room 403. Mom, where was I? Yeah, I've, I've done this with so many people, and they're, like, texting their mom being like, what time was I born? And I like, know what time I was born at because it's hilarious. Not really. That's such, like, a 12th grade boy, like, thing to say. I was born at 4.20 p.m. Oh, yeah. That's actually yeah. amazing. That's so, the only reason why I remember when I was Extra born. bonus fact about you. Yeah, honestly. Um, and then my last question is, what is your favorite snack? Like, what kind of Ooh. snack do you reach for when you're, like, watching a show, watching a movie? Okay. I'm, like, big into snacks. I yeah. really wanted to make – I had a chip review going on on my Instagram for a while back when I was using my personal account, and I was, like – I'm going to make it doing chip reviews, midlife crisis or something. <laughs> but, like, literally, yeah, snacks are my shit. I love snacks. I am – everyone thinks this is kind of weird, but, like, I just love to eat, like, mushrooms raw. <gasps> like, I love that, too. I, Do you dip them in like, hummus, though? I Sometimes, yes. Yeah. But, like – I, I usually don't buy hummus. I try to make my own hummus, and I have not had time to do yeah. that forever. So I'm just, like, straight 
goblin mushrooms. Oh um, my god, that's funny. But then I also love nibs. Nibs are my favorite, like candy. Nibs? It's like the small licorice. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Pro tip. Put your nibs in popcorn. <gasps> so good. Okay, I do that with like Smarties or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's sweet I used to and do that. salty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I love, yeah, mushrooms and nibs. That's <laughs> fucking random as hell. That's so good. I don't know what. I would definitely say for me, like a chip mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, what was the number one brand? The chip. The days? Okay, the chip that I had my favorite review was the, <laughs> and people thought it was really funny. Um, was the Doritos, like, you know how they always release the special edition Doritos? Okay. It was, like, the late night, like, Nacho Supreme Doritos. Some of the chip brand names that I see in the grocery store, I'm like, what the fuck, like, is going on? The person who creates those is stoned all the time. (laughs) We're leaving it on that note, (laughs) and I'm really happy about it, but, like I said, thank you very much for Yeah, thanks for having me. me. Thanks for letting me talk. Yeah, of course, and, like, maybe one day we'll do a part two of something. Yeah, that'd be dope. I mean... There's so much to talk about. Once I get started, I could go forever. I know, me too. So I'm glad that you are on the same page as me. But anyways, thank you very much. And like, what are you going to watch later?